0: Hello everybody, it's Reverend Todd Sloggett, I'm actually uh, supposed to be doing a test with some equipment right now. Um, This is a new um, motion battery powered motion tripod system here and and this is only the third or fourth time I've used this um, special iPhone lapel mic and I've never used it all together but um i was going to do some testing and just put some test videos up today and then take them back down and uh a question just came in and so i'm going to run a test and hopefully it's good enough that it stays um long enough to become a podcast and become um stable material that people could go back and look at i haven't studied this out i don't have any notes i was just going to run a random test and then delete it but as most of you know, I get literally dozens, sometimes hundreds of questions every day from around the country and around the world, different denominations, different community groups, uh, government groups, individuals, and um, it's, it's so hard for me to pick through and, and try to get to the ones that I think are the best ones and the ones that are going to have the most value. But as I was setting up all my new equipment today, all of a sudden this question come in and it says, uh, hello, Brother Todd. This is, and I'm not going to use names or places or dates because I don't know exactly what the situation is. Um, this is so and so, um, and uh, a group of young people, young families, and, and elders uh, have gotten together having a discussion recently or at some point. Uh, the discussion was about traditions, which is the discussion these days. Um, And the verse that we're using or we come across is 2 Thessalonians 2 and 15, uh, where Paul said to hold fast the traditions that have been taught. And then she said some things about me and and our connection to each other and my relationship to her family and things. And and she wanted to know if I could could or would ever reply to this. So here it is, off the cuff, not studied, uh, no notes. But the reason I chose this as a topic is because number one, it's so predominant, it's everywhere all the time. Everybody's talking about this. If you think they're not, you're missing it. Everybody is talking about this at the dinner table, in the car, in Sunday school, after church, before church, at home, at work. This is the topic, and not only is it very uh, predominant right now, it's very important. It's very, very important to get it right. Because there's two different hard directions that can be taken here. And both of them could be very disastrous. Um, so I'm looking at this Topic and have for years. I've written booklets about it. I've done DVD series about it. I've preached and taught and blogged and vlogged and podcasts about it. And then all of a sudden, this one verse jumps out at somebody or some group, and then they reach out to me. and 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 I, and I want you to see it. And what you have to understand: the key to all of this is most of my audience, not all by any means, but a large portion of my audience is Pentecostal, free holiness and a lot of you only hear me through your pentecostal and free holiness filters because you are and I am and so you think that's all I'm talking about I'm talking about christianity I'm talking about the bible I'm talking about eternity I'm talking about the world in general and and you have to let some of your pre uh predetermined filters you have to let those down in order to hear what I'm saying sometimes and if you can't you can't that's that's fine that's That's your deal, but I'm not going to change the way I'm approaching these things to fit one little group because I'm part of that group. I want you to know that as I travel around the country, as I preach and teach and and debate and interact, this topic is predominant in every group right now. Should we, should we not hold to the traditions? If somebody's letting down a standard or a tradition, are they a rebel? How do we deal with them? Uh, Is there a a split coming between the traditionalists and the non-traditionalists and those that are going to hold the standard tight and those that aren't going to hold the standard? That is happening in the Baptists, in the Nazarenes, in the Mormons, in the Seventh-day Adventists, in in the Presbyterians, believe it or not, in a lot of the charismatic groups. Um, The charismatics are three and four generations old now. They have some old standards that aren't being followed by some of their young people. Who who would have thought that? So this is happening. So when I'm dealing with this, I have to deal deal with it as if it's the Bible, the Holy Word of God spoken through the Holy Ghost to the whole Christian world forever. And that's the problem sometimes is, is a lot of you... Uh, You know, you've heard us preachers and teachers say, you know, the Bible is specific. It's talking about you. It's talking to you. It's talking to your everyday life. That's true as long as the Bible is right across the board all the time. And then your individual life interacts with it. What's not true is that your exact individual life is what is the constant and the Bible comes and crosses your life and interacts with it. That's the opposite, and that is not true. And most people that I've heard try to define this verse for this purpose. That's what they're doing. They're saying basically American holiness, um, Pentecostal 2000s, under this fellowship that associates with this meeting and knows this group of people is what the Bible has to be interpreted to and for, and that's where we make our mistake. So I don't know exactly where these people are coming from or what they're trying to find out, and I'm not going to have the conversation for them. I want them to have the conversation for themselves, but I want to give them a a tool, a weapon, an understanding of something first, so that they can have the conversation and have it correctly. Let me read the verse. Therefore, brethren, stand fast and hold the traditions which ye have been taught, whether by word or our epistle. That's the verse. It can't stand alone for one thing because it's a comma at the end and it has, you know, the rest of the sentence. It also couldn't stand alone even if it had a period at the end because it's in the middle of this whole thought chapter book you know however you want to look at that it, it we have to put take it in context but just taking the verse the way a lot of people do let me ask you a question your answer to this question will determine how you can have a conversation about this verse and about traditions this verse says hold the traditions which you have been taught hold the traditions which you've been taught If anybody's asking me, is that true or not, the answer is yes. If anybody's asking me, should we do that or not, the answer is absolutely. You should, and it's true because it's in the Bible. Because Paul wrote it by inspiration of the Holy Ghost, and it's to every Christian. We are to hold the traditions that we have been taught, whether by word or by epistle. We are to, we have to, we must, we cannot avoid that. If you avoid that, you're breaking the rules of Christianity. You're not being in the will of God. Period. That's what it says. That's what it means. The issue is this. What does he mean by traditions? He generally has to mean one of two things. Either he is saying that the Christian traditions and principles that are different from the way the Jews were holding them, and the way the false God teachings had been in, in Thessalonica and these other areas where he's teaching and preaching. Either the, the the New Testament biblical church rules that Jesus brought, that he gave to the disciples, and the disciples are going around teaching, either those rules are, are the rules and the traditions, those are the traditions that he's teaching that you have to follow, or He is saying what many of you are mistakenly using that he is saying. And what many of you are mistakenly using that he's saying is, you sir, you ma'am, you boy, you girl, you husband, you daughter, you wife, you whoever you are, whatever church you came up in, whatever preachers you sit under, whatever group that you belong to, whatever your teachings are, Whatever you've been told by whoever you've been told them by, you cannot break those, or you're a rebel, or you're out of the will of God. So is Paul saying that the traditions that we've brought about since the death of Christ and the resurrection of Christ and the reascension of Christ, these, these ideas that, that uh, you can be saved and sanctified no matter who you are, no matter what your background is. That if you're saved, that you should be water baptized. That the Holy Ghost can fall and speak through anybody. That if if you were a Gentile and you got saved, you do not have to get circumcised. That tradition is a different tradition. We're teaching a tradition that you don't have to. So is water baptism, is salvation available to all? Is sanctification in the Spirit is is uh, no more need to worry about if you eat this meat or don't eat this meat or eat on this day or don't eat this day, or if you're circumcised or not circumcised. Is the traditions of all of those teachings, if you break them, you're being rebellious. You're out of the will of God. If you break, if you don't think nobody has to be water baptized anymore, if you think that uh, the only way to to be a christian once you 're saved is to eat certain things and avoid certain things and be and do certain things or don 't do certain things on certain days then then you 're not holding to our traditions he 's either talking about that, which I happen to believe I believe they 've taught some radical things that broke and fought and 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 went against. Many of the old school Jewish hierarchy, hypocrisy hypocrisy type teachings. And and they've become traditions in this second, third generation Christians. And they're saying, don't go back. Don't go forward. Don't make up some new thing. Don't go back to the old thing. What we're teaching you about the laws of Christ and the rules of Christ are true. Water baptism, uh, um, sobriety, uh, faithfulness giving um, sharing wealth taking care of the poor uh, don't worry about circumcision uh, don't worry about eating and not eating certain days and certain times um, uh, the idea of modesty and the, uh, the idea of the uh, baptism of the Holy Ghost all these things we're teaching they are true and they are right and you cannot defy them you cannot break them that's what he's teaching. That's what he's telling. He's telling in the, in the rest of the chapter before this verse that there's coming a falling away. There's coming a breaking apart. There's coming a, a, a time where many of people that were fake Christians are going to be revealed and only the true Christians are going to go and the true Christians are going to hold these traditions. That's what he's saying. That's absolute true. That has never changed and that never will change. If you believe... And almost everybody I know does believe what I'm about to say. So I'm about to get in probably more trouble. But I've, I've got to tell you the truth here and try to help you have these conversations correctly. If you believe that what Paul is saying is whatever you've been taught by whoever has taught it to you, you can't break that or you're out of the will of God. In my personal opinion, that's insane. Because, listen to me please, before you turn this off, because that means every Mormon has to stay a Mormon, every Seventh-day Adventist has to stay a Seventh-day Adventist, every Catholic has to stay a Catholic, every Baptist has to stay a Baptist, every, whatever it is that you believe or disbelieve about, any group, if you try to convert a Catholic to not be a Catholic, then you're breaking that scripture. If you try to convert a Mormon to not be a Mormon, then you're breaking that scripture. If you're trying to create, a, convert a charismatic to not be a charismatic, then you're breaking that scripture because you're teaching them to break the traditions that they were, they were handed down, that their elders passed down to them. So, if your traditions are that you were taught, don't eat out on Sunday, and now if you eat out on Sunday, you're a rebel. If your traditions are, if, if you wear a mustache, you're going to hell or whatever, or you wear pink socks or whatever, you're, you're rebellious, you're breaking the, Don't ever break those, because you're a rebel, because you're a problem, because you're out of the will of God, because you're going to hell, because you're backslid. If you were taught never to wear a wristwatch, or only wear it on the left hand, or only wear it on the right hand, or whatever you were taught about wristwatches, and you break that, you're going to hell. You're rebellious. You're backslid. You're you're tearing down the church. You're fighting tradition. If that's what you believe that verse says, there's, there's nothing I can do. I can't. Listen, in my circle of fellowship, I'm considered the most conservative guy out there. I'm considered radical, radical, hardcore, practically over-the-top, cultic, thumb-down on everybody, because I still follow the traditions of men that I was taught, and that I was originally convicted of, and that I originally believed. I wear only long-sleeve shirts. I had a guy sitting at my desk the other day, he, he, he was very aggressive, challenging me about everything. He said, well, I don't know if I can work in your, w- with your ministry because I could never wear a full collar and, a, and a, a white undershirt all the way up to my Adam's apple like you do. And I was, I sat there in awe. I've never said a word about my sleeves, about my collars, about my, my undershirt. Th- those aren't even my beliefs. Those aren't my traditions. Those aren't my doctrines. Modesty is my doctrine. And there's a lot of things that can or cannot go with it. And there's a lot of variations within it. And modesty is a, is, a, is a tradition that Paul was speaking of. But here's the problem. If we have a group of people in 2020 that says the way we've been doing it for the last 50 years is the way everybody else has to do it or they're breaking traditions or they're rebels, then those people that have been doing it that way for the last 50 years, they're rebels and they're breaking traditions because the way they've been doing it the last 50 years is different than the way they were doing it for the 20, 40, 50, 90, 100, 200, 300, 400 years before them. So is it only a tradition depending on how old you are? is it only a tradition depending on where you came from is it only tradition depending on how long you've been there is it only a tradition depends on who told it to you could Paul have possibly been meaning all of those things could that verse possibly mean that Paul was saying do not Fail the traditions of not eating out on Sundays, of only calling God the name Jehovah, of only... There's no way. Thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands of doctrines of men that Paul was covering right there in that verse. Almost all of them that have never even happened yet. No sir and no ma'am. So have your discussions. And uh, I hope they're healthy and good and great and godly, I hope they accomplish good things. And I'm praying for you, and I love you, and I'm, uh, we're, we're for you, we really, really are. I do not want to see worldliness and carnality reign. I, I, I run with groups that, that are far, far less standards, doctrines and traditions than, than me and my family, but we just we live as strictly as we believe we're supposed to live and sometimes even a little more just to benefit others but i'm i'm not going to take a verse one verse out of the whole bible and bring it to you and say this right here means that you're 20 years old and i'm 50 years old and i've been teaching you about suit coats and girlfriends and magazines and all these certain things that have come up in my life that I've named from the pulpit for 30 years. And if you read that magazine now, or if you have that kind of girlfriend now, or if you don't wear that kind of suit coat now, you're breaking this verse. No, you're not. You may be breaking some other verse that I haven't totally figured out yet. You're definitely breaking my my heart and my opinion at times but you're not breaking that verse. That verse, when it said traditions, it was talking about the traditions that had been taught to the church for the last 50 years or so since Christ had been crucified and rose from the dead that were defiant of the cults and defiant of the Jews and defiant of the the heresies and the heretics and the Sanhedrin, and uh, those that worshipped on Mars Hill, all the unknown gods and all that. Those traditions were, when you get saved under our ministry, you get baptized in water. Sanctification is a process of following through with your salvation. There is much, much influence in the Christian world around giving to the poor and helping one another and praying for one another. We don't choose sides. We don't click out our little clicks, and and the Holy Ghost falls, and the Holy Ghost speaks, and it doesn't matter if you were born in a Jewish community, a Gentile community, or a mixed community, and you can get saved and sanctified and filled with the Holy Ghost, whether you ever get circumcised or not, and if you don't want to eat meat, you don't have to, if you want to eat meat, you can, and all of these traditions, he didn't say traditions that didn't even exist in Scripture, so that we could start guessing or making up what they were. He was talking about the traditions that we already had within the very confounds of the very letters and the very words of the New Testament. I am for traditions. I'm for traditions of men. I'm even for traditions that are very modern, that are just from the last 40, 50, 60 years. Many things I do, I do out of tradition. I think they're helpful at times, especially if they're explained correctly and not canonized and not doctrinalized. I think they're very helpful. But one thing I I can never go along with is taking that verse or any verse that seems to be similar to that one and saying that that was God through man telling me because I was raised In Idaho under so-and-so and and then I moved to Oklahoma and and fellowship so-and-so that what those exact men because I happened to be At that place at that time now. I am commanded by God to follow all these traditions That those men had that those men said that those men gave And I wouldn't have had to if I'd have been born in Georgia or 50 years earlier or 50 years later or I was raised in New Zealand or I was born Baptist, uh, in a Baptist family, or if I grew up, see what I'm saying? Decide what the verse means before you have the conversation. Because if you're just rocking along, trying to figure out what well, does God mean, this does God mean that? Should we do this? Should we not do that? This doesn't feel comfortable. I've been praying about this. When I stop praying, I start doing this, so that can't be good. So I need to stay back over here. My pastor loves me. He's working, watching out for my soul. My my parents love me. They're they're trying to help me. But none of those people are perfect. But this Bible is true and holy and righteous, and it's telling me I cannot break from traditions. So what traditions? Specifically, can I not break from? I believe morality and modesty and giving and humility and salvation and the baptism of the Holy Ghost and water baptism and sanctification and the, the, the consistent, continual meeting of the church and the anointing of the ministers and ministries in the five fold ministry. All of those things, he was saying, you can't do something different than that. You're not allowed. These have been our traditions that we've preached and passed down since Christ returned to the throne. Don't let somebody convince you any different. There's your answer, sister. I hope it's helpful. I'm not trying to convince you of anything. I'm not trying to change the course or the direction of the conversation. You asked about that verse. And you have to define that verse and define that word and understand what what you're talking about to be able to have that conversation. I believe very strongly, very strongly in holiness, in righteousness, in biblicalness, in modesty, in moderation, in prayer, in the baptism. I believe Paul was warning me to never believe less But he can't have said that you're being ungodly if you don't follow what you've been taught your whole life. Because that means as soon as somebody starts to get taught something, no matter how wrong it is, they would automatically be ungodly if they stopped to believe in it. God bless you. We love you. We're for you. Check us out every which way online. Blogs, vlogs, podcasts, Facebook pages. Uh, website, com. We're here for you if we can help. Your humble servant, Reverend Todd Sloggett.